This is Scott Richmond, the director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day fighting anti-Semitism and hate, and this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. It is clear that a front line these days is the concern over anti-Israel rhetoric on the left, some of which may rise to the level of anti-Semitism. It is particularly concerning when we hear this from government officials. That is why ADL has just conducted a new report on left-wing candidates for political office in the 2022 election cycle who have engaged in troubling speech about Israel. Who are they? What did they say? And how concerned should we be is the subject of today's show. I've asked the report's author to join me. His name is Justin Finkelstein, and he is an analyst in ADL's Center on Extremism. This is not his first appearance on the show, so we say welcome back, Justin, too, from the front lines. Hi, thank you for having me back. Good to be here. So I, I want to start by asking if I got that right, Justin. Is this basically a report on candidates on the left who have said troubling things about Israel? Yeah, you got it pretty much right. It's uh, tr- this, uh, folks on the left who are running in a 22 election cycle who have said concerning things and sometimes uh, that can play into anti-Semitic tropes. What would you characterize as uh, as troubling? After all, many people criticize Israel, including many Israelis, uh, just like many Americans criticize U.S. policy or actions. What what kind of behavior rises to the level to make it into this report? Yeah, well, first, it's exactly like you said. You know, you can criticize Israel just like any other country. Um, so what's included in this report is not just general critique, for example, if someone expresses their opinion that they don't like how Israel treats the Palestinians, for example, that in and of itself um, definitely does not make it in. We're talking about something more, like if it's said that Zionist Jews are driven by greed, or if Zionists are, are compared to neo-Nazis, or or other types of rhetoric might be um, about how Israel ha- tries or has tried to physically exterminate the Palestinians. Some of these very... Um, uh, uh, not true claims that, that can have a negative impact. And, and some of this rises to the level of anti-Semitism, uh, but some of it is, is just just troubling. Yeah, that's correct. So a lot of it does sort of straddle the line in between anti-Semitic and not, but some, like I said, um, talk, uh, sort of play into tropes about uh, Zionist groups controlling or inordinately influencing the government. Um, and and some of the other is, is troubling, you know, to say that uh, Israel has tried to physically exterminate the Palestinians is, is quite troubling, um, but may not, uh, you know, qualify as, as anti-Semitism. So what does qualify as anti-Semitism? Maybe let's define that for a second. Right. If we go back and we're talking about it, taking a few steps back and saying what when does criticism of Israel rise to the level of anti-Semitism? I think, you know, there's, there's no one-size-fits-all hard and fast rule, but criticism of Israel can become anti-Semitic when, for example, all Jews are blamed for the perceived or the actual actions of Israel or when classic tropes are espoused, like powerful Zionist Jews, greedy Zionist Jews, um, and also... Um, when Zionism and Zionists are really hardcore vilified and ostracized from public spaces, meaning there's calls made that no Zionists should be allowed in certain spaces. Those are, are, are instances where uh, it can cross the line into anti-Semitism. 
And one point that I think we should really make clear uh, from the and it's it's in the report is the fact that Jews in this country overwhelmingly see Israel as a core piece of their Jewish identity. They believe in its right to exist. They believe it has a right to defend itself. So these types of statements, whether anti-Semitic or not, uh, tend to to be ostracizing for Jews. Yeah, that's correct. Um, I mean, poll after poll has shown that American Jews, a majority of American Jews, um, feel a sort of attachment um, to Israel as as part of their Jewish identities. Um, Now, of course, you know, that doesn't mean everyone is not critical of every Israeli government. Um, but that means that generally Jews feel an attachment to Israel existing as the Jewish state, as the Jewish homeland. And so when that sort of uh, just fundamental uh, connection is attacked, just of the mere uh, support for Israel's existence, for example, by calling Zionists neo-Nazis, which is essentially saying that anyone who thinks Israel should just exist as a Jewish state is a neo-Nazi, that is, is very, very troubling, like you said. You know, the report does not just give examples of behavior. We've been talking a lot about anti-Semitic behavior or troubling behavior. It also names names. Can you tell us about some of the more problematic candidates and and what they specifically said? Yeah, sure. So there's uh, Marco Amaral, who's uh, running for California State Superintendent of Public Instruction, um, who has said um, and then reaffirmed his belief that Zionists are just as bad as neo-Nazis. That's a direct quote. And also that Zionism is a death cult. That's also a quote. So, you know, it goes back to what we were just saying about how that is really a, like a fundamental attack on the vast majority of, of uh, Jews. Um, then there is um, uh, Matthew Ho of the uh, Green Party running for U.S. Senate in North Carolina, who has said that um, it's APAC's uh, overwhelming purchasing of politicians. That's a direct quote. Um, that is the reason why the United States supports Israel. So that's basically saying that this pro-Israel group that's predominantly Jewish is, is influencing the government to the effect that it's the only reason or the primary uh, chief reason why the United States supports um, Israel sort of disregarding um, anything else. Is this a blacklist? I mean, are you saying, you know, people shouldn't vote for these candidates? Absolutely not. Uh, this is an informational piece. Uh, ADL, of course, takes no position on candidates. I, I should point out that ADL did a study of right-wing 2022 candidates, uh, people who espouse extremist right-wing views, and that was released in January and, and was the subject of an earlier show. Uh, so, uh, yeah, maybe let's talk about sort of uh, how you would characterize this behavior. Is it is this still very fringe, or is this something that feels like it's gaining ground in the mainstream? Some of it is gaining ground in in the mainstream. Um, I think some of this rhetoric about um, Israel being of a piece with white nationalism, um, which you know sort of pits Jews in, into the same bucket as white nationalists, which is very, um, at the very least, ironic, because in America and throughout the world, Jews are victims of white nationalism. Um, So, like, those sort of ideas, um, or opposition to Zionism being in certain spaces, I think those are uh, gaining more ground. And and you've identified several dozen candidates. Are are these candidates long shots, or, or do they have a chance of winning? Some are definitely long shots. And some might have a chance, you know, 
I think, you know, like they say, you'll have to see on election day. Okay, well, we hope they're long shots and, and that you're right. Uh, thanks, Justin, for your important work in this area and, uh, and for being on today's show. Thank you so much. And, of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned in to From the Frontlines, either live on WVOX 1460 AM or as a podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for From the Frontlines. And please engage in these important conversations throughout the week by following me on Facebook and Twitter. My handle is at Scott A. Richmond, and our hashtag is fighting hate for good.